This episode of Laser Time is brought to you by Ting, the best mobile service you've never heard of. Get $25 off your plan or $25 off a new phone by going to laser.ting.com. Welcome to Laser Time, and I would walk a mile for this podcast. Uh, hi, I'm one of your hosts, Chris Antista. Who else is with me today? This is Sam. Hey, hey. It's me, Sarah. It's And welcome to the Internet's 17th Leading Pop Culture Show. This might not even count. This might be a weird experiment. You might be mad at me when all this is over. Uh, but I wanted to talk, like, in all earnestness about smoking. Yes, smoking. And of course that means I'm going to play this clip. Hey, we ought to do something, Fred. Okay, how's about taking a nap? I got a better idea. Let's take a Winston break. That's it. Winston is the one filter cigarette that delivers flavor 20 times a pack. Winston's got that filter blend. Yeah, Fred. Shut up about Winston, Fred. <laughs> Jesus. Fred, are you, t- are you shilling for Winston again? Oh, man. That makes me want a cigarette real bad. Well, so I wanted to talk about cigarettes because when we were out, we were, I was out at a bar and talking and it, this happened this, the same time at this, in the same episode we were talking about comic strips sometimes I feel like a millennial I want to see Applebee's die I never want to buy a napkin again and everyone should eat ass <laughs> and, uh, but, but I have to remember I have like one giant foot in the old era, in like in my grandparents era and the comic strips was one and smoking was another uh, because I forget what we were talking about. Well, let's just say, who was a smoker here? Who wants to admit to being a former smoker? I I used to have the odd cigarette. I've not had a casual cigarette in many years. I have not had a casual cigarette in many hours, but I, I did <laughs> I did this weekend. Yeah, I used to smoke too, and yeah. I still like to break out a very fancy cigarette every now and then. And I swear, this is how this is how wishy washy I become. I'm not even judging you if you smoke, but I sort of. This is sort of about you shouldn't smoke. Sure, and I'm glad sure. I don't Agreed. anymore. But it was like we were talking about it's summer. We're talking about mm-hmm. summer camp, and I was just talking about my first sleepaway summer camp memory, and it was a bizarre one because my camp counselor was fired. Hold your molestation jokes. Uh, <laughs> he was fired because um, the year previously they decided, hey, you know what? It's by gum. It's nineteen eighty eight. You can't smoke around campers anymore. <laughs> and this guy Eric was like. I don't agree with that rule. I'm gonna. And so he, my counselor was constantly smoking at camp around us, and then like I didn't think anything of it. Well, that, I would too if I had to counsel you. <laughs> <laughs> and that was oh, that was such an awful experience. My stupid dad pulled strings, got an eight-year-old into a twelve-year-old's cabin. Like you're gonna have oh. fun. You'll be with the older kids, really? Because the first thing they did was call me a fag because I had a Garfield toy. Oh. It was awful. They 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 razzed me mercilessly, uh, and and no one said anything. But like that that's. Again, the, that word I just used, one foot in the old-timey era. Yeah, I think and, if, you, if you're born uh, close to the year 1980, mm-hmm. you're just kind of on that cutoff, Like, I, whereas I kind of identify as a millennial, but there's still like a lot of my friends kind of tend uh, trend towards that uh, Gen X. Right, because we were talking to a guy who's 25 and couldn't fathom the idea of a camp counselor smoking in front of children. Like, I can't either, but I also can barely remember smoking in a restaurant, and that is the that was that all the land just uh, yeah. it seems like a few when I was 
when I had my license. Well, you 1980 babies mm-hmm. are technically, I think, Xennials. No, I think we all determined that. Like Xennials, yeah. Well, yeah. It's it's in between uh, New Hope and Jedi. If you were born between there, okay, you're a Xennial. But because uh, just because like. When we talk about like I don't know, we, we have a very similar experiences. Like Sam and I uh, uh, technically didn't get into the internet until a certain time period, but I think it's when we would like when your son would get into the internet. Like you're a kid, you don't give a fuck about what Wikipedia or like YouTube is saying until you're like ten. And by the time I was ten or eleven, there was internet. It yeah, just, but before well, that, it didn't exist. But it was far different. I mean, right. the odds are you probably didn't even have. I mean, you're talking about around the year 1990. You probably didn't have access till closer to like 93 or something. 92. Like that. And you're just, talking about AOL or something. I'm like talking that. like well, instant messenger to me feels like that's connectivity. Right. We're like we're sending each other links and we're talking constantly over the internet. Yeah, but whatever. Like the point is smoking because <laughs> I wanted to ask my dad about this just because like I didn't. I, it had to be confusing as a kid growing up in the 1950s to an adult in the 1980s. Hey, smoke every day. Smoke every day. Never smoke again. <laughs> Never smoke again. Like like smoking going from this ubiquitous thing that was perfectly acceptable to this thing that slowly made you a pariah in the eyes of other people. Yeah. And and I I've horrible stats on smoking. Again, if you don't like this episode, let us know because maybe I'll never do it again. I'm not trying to be preachy, but like strange smoking facts. I I always avoided smoking facts because I spent how many years do you think? Like over 20 being a smoker? Like, I never wow. wanted to face smoking facts. Um, so I just never looked at them. This is, like, the first time I've actively gone to do that. But, yes, if I had to throw you some. According to the CDC, uh, smoking is the leading cause of preventable deaths in America. Mm-hmm. As, as of a couple of years ago, responsible for one in five deaths, the World Health Organization refers to it as an epidemic. Mm-hmm. Uh, tobacco kills up to half of its use. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's really, I mean, so we It's like about- more than guns. We talked yeah, about this a lot a in uh, epidemiology mm-hmm. where, you know, kind of in really recently in the past several decades, mm-hmm. uh, now the leading cause of death is chronic disease mm-hmm. instead of communicable diseases or infectious diseases. And the top three ones are smoke, cardiovascular, or right. excuse me, stroke, cardiovascular diseases and cancer. So, you know, that's like. That's smoking. That's your smoking diseases. Yeah, and I, we, we were strangely, I was strangely very close to a pivotal smoking decision. Yeah. Uh, and it, other stats, tobacco kills more than 7 million people each year. Uh, and around 80% of the world's 1.1 billion smokers live in low and middle income countries. That they, can they somehow, I'm sure you've heard that stat, because <laughs> the only new smoking PSAs I see are about on like Adult Swim with like tobacco preys on low income and uh, mm-hmm. poor neighborhoods. And then the Imagine Dragon guy's like, this isn't okay. Yeah, why is he in those? <laughs> I know, I'm and that's perplexed. what I want. So I wanted to highlight later on what anti-smoking campaigns used to look as they were way better. Yeah. Uh, that's 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 not, that's not unarguable. But Yeah, because they don't, for me, they largely don't exist anymore. But mm-hmm. you're saying they're just only around and target uh, low-income people, people in it's, circumstances but like what, that? With the World Health Organization, their classification on that smoking is a leading cause of like preventable death and they like, but also poverty. I'm like, mm-hmm. no, I think you mean they prey on impoverished people. Like, no, the health problems that stem from smoking in this country specifically will bankrupt you. Right. Mm-hmm. They will bankrupt you. It's a slow fucking disease. And if even if you have health insurance, it'll keep you poor. Yeah, well, because you can't work. You can't work. And, the, the, and what they've done because of the new laws is raise the price. So if you're a smoker, you will also be kept poor. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Even, even I don't have an equivalent to something I spend on anything a day that compares to when I used to smoke cigarettes at like 11, 12 packs a day. 11, $12 a pack oh, okay. at almost two packs a day. 
Oof. That yeah. was an incredible expense in California. Yeah. Yeah. I have been the slightest idea what a pack of cigarettes costs in Florida, much less California these days. Well, yeah. I'll tell you about it. Oh, okay. um, but, but for right now, just before we head into the break, and for a while, I want to bring you back. <laughs> we're in the 1940s. This is what I think is bizarre, because my, my grandparents not only were born in this era, but my father was too. And he was talking about like his parents smoked and they didn't, they, it's, it's like, it didn't seem like they liked it. It just, everybody smoked. That yeah. was just what you did. There was no designated smoking areas. You could just smoke wherever you wanted. If someone smoked mm-hmm. a cigarette, like, why not? I'll have one too. Can I have one? Sure. They're cheap as all hell. We're not paying for a bunch of people's health insurance. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but just that, that it was ubiquitous and acceptable, that there was no limit to where you could advertise in like the idea. And, and of course I have clips for you, uh, but the idea that like television advertisements were just fucking insane. They were everywhere. They owned television and I couldn't, I'm not the type of this. We are not the type of show that generally does this kind of journalistic research. But I wanted to find out: is that are cigarettes on the level of uh, uh, their markup on the level of like movie theater popcorn? That like it costs five percent to produce this, five percent of what we sell it for to produce this, mm-hmm. because the amount of money tobacco spends on anything but their product, fighting people in court, mm-hmm. uh, intimidating people, is an astronomical amount. Yeah, I mean, I can't imagine it costs more to produce than like lettuce or right something like or that. oregano. So I was, I remember yeah. that's what I tried to do. I tried to look up and see how much oregano costs to make. Why is that so cheap and tobacco so expensive? Because it's a fucking leaf. That essentially goes through yeah, the same but process. It's, it's all taxes and regulatory expenses right. and stuff like that. Right. And I think, and I, but costs. I think that's why they're willing to shell out that much money to defend it. And as we are in 1940s now, everybody, everybody to the Charleston. It was that, uh, <laughs> the, yeah. uh, I'm that. dead in the morning without my luckies. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that it, the advertising was ubiquitous in that they, they kind of owned the airwaves. They took over radio and I think. There's this great A&E documentary about smoking advertising. You can see it's all on YouTube, and that's where I first saw the Flintstones clip, which I promise you I'll play you a different version of it in just a few seconds, okay? Sit tight. But smoking advertising was insane. It wasn't just that they were advertising. is that they owned whole shows. The Perry mm-hmm. Como Chesterfield Hour. <laughs> yeah. Fucking crazy. Like, not only do we not have, I don't want to call that endemic advertising like that, even though I'll probably do a ad read in the break. Um, <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, I mean, you wouldn't see now like the Marlboro Reds Center for the Performing Arts. You know? yeah. <laughs> yes, Lucky Strike presents The Walking Dead. Um, <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> but uh, but this is the kind of ads you saw on television, and it, this is just ridiculous. So here is uh, I, I don't know if our younger viewers know who Lucille Ball or Desi Arnaz are, but like not unlike podcast advertising, the hosts were required to go out there and like actually talk about the product. The writers would write new jokes about the product. Right. How about a good night cigarette, Ricky? Thank you, Lucy. Mmm, nothing but the best, huh? Next, nothing but Philip Morris. Yeah, Philip Morris. Remember we all referred to cigarettes at Philip Morris? Sure. <laughs> uh, you'll never guess what cigarette they went on to make. Uh, but uh, do we, I don't know if I even want to say this name. Uh, Dick Van Dyke? Can we still say Dick Van Dyke? I think so. Okay. Wow, what did he do? Uh, well, he just has two slurs in his name. I can't go, can't go around saying all that. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Yeah, it's an old joke. A penis sedan lesbian. Penis on lesbian. But the Dick Van just because like one Dick Van Dyke still alive. He's still alive, but did numerous commercials for Kit cigarettes. Well, you seem happy today. Well, why shouldn't I be? I have the two things that would make any man happy: a gorgeous wife, and I'm smoking a Kent. Which do you like the best? Now there's a tough one. You see. For cooking and for dancing and kissing, you satisfy best. But for filter and taste, 
Can't satisfy his best. Jesus, this is oh, so. Oh my God. It's so weird because, you know, I'm again. Instant uh, divorce if you ever said <laughs> that to me. <laughs> I wish you were better than a cigarette, too, honey. Uh, but that, that how ubiquitous cigarettes were, like they're like. They were part of military rations. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. that's and that's one of the ways they wormed their way into uh, into our lives during World War II. A lot of advertisements featured doctors saying they they did, and I wanted to play a little bit of that the the kinder ones because okay. like the actual cigarette advertising is pretty fucking crazy because uh, this camel one started out with doctors. Mm-hmm. You know, if you were to follow a busy doctor as he makes his daily round of calls you'd find yourself having a mighty busy time keeping up with him. Time out for many men of medicine usually means just long enough to enjoy a cigarette. And because they know what a pleasure it is to smoke a mild, good-tasting cigarette, they're particular about the brand they choose. So this, if you you have a neutral stance on tobacco companies, they're lightly hinting they know there's a problem and that you know there's a problem with cigarettes. But they... they You think so? With this? Yes. What do you mean? Because before, because I'm, 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 tr- I'm going to try and show you the transition. I don't have a real good commercial okay. for it necessarily. Um, this is they had these honest, earnest cigarette commercials. Okay. Where like, uh, I see what you're saying, yeah. Where like, like listen to this one. I, I want to go back to the to the doctor. Like, one. if it was truly a but, harmless, great product, why would you need a doctor? That's to why would you need? Why would you need a doctor to tell you this? But this, this, the Kent cigarette doesn't. Ha- this Kent cigarette ad doesn't have a doctor in it. Mm-hmm. But it tells you what people's complaints about smoking are. And they're mm-hmm. like, don't worry about it. It's fine. Want to give up strong-tasting cigarettes? Treat your taste kindly with Kent. Want to give up harsh-tasting cigarettes? Treat your taste kindly with Kent. Want to give up rough-tasting cigarettes? Treat your taste kindly with Kent. Smoke Kent, the Micronite filter cigarette. Yes, Kent lets you get away from cigarettes that sometimes taste too strong, too harsh, too rough. Because Kent, with the new Micronite filter, refines away harsh flavor. Refines away rough taste for the mildest taste of all. So that was a a huge marketing thing for cigarettes. Mm -hmm. That we know... This really hurts when you do it. <laughs> I lit yeah. this thing on fire and sucked it all in and it hurt my throat. Like, we know. We know. Mm-hmm. That's why we added a filter. And now we know. We're still in the 1940s, but I'm, this is a slight parenthetical. The filters didn't matter. There's no light cigarette. There's no low tar cigarette. Right. It's the, they're all the same killer. You yeah. can smoke an unfiltered cigarette the same way you can smoke a lucky cigarette and you get mm-hmm. to get the same amount of cancer. Mm-hmm. There is no such thing. You just look cooler with an unfiltered. But that's that's what <laughs> that's what cigarette advertising was. Like hyper earnest like we we know the stigma behind this thing. It doesn't matter. Ours is better than this. And then after like, you know, watching your two favorite channels all day like mm-hmm. they're right. This is really good. This is much better. Uh, let me get back to the doctor cuz this is just like straight up evil. In a repeated national survey, doctors in all branches of medicine Doctors in all parts of the country were asked, what cigarette do you smoke, doctor? Once again, the brand named most was Camel. Yes, according to this repeated nationwide survey, more doctors smoke Camels than any other cigarette. This is clever, mm-hmm. if you're a marketer. Sure. For years, they didn't say our cigarette's safe. They said that doctors smoked it. And right. they put it on posters. And they put it in advertising. And they made commercials out of it. Do you have any idea what year that was? Uh, like, I'd, I'd have to imagine it's the 1950s. Yeah, I mean, it is black um, and white. But. I think it might be 
49? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It does say 1949. Yeah, but that's but it's Camel. It's, that was my old brand. Yeah. Uh, my old brand, and because I because I promised you, and I don't, I don't want to, we can't really play any more of these after this as we move into the future of cigarettes. Uh, I promise you the a different Flintstones Winston commercial because they do exist. But they but remember in the same context that Dick Van Dyke is walking out and saying it's a sponsor. It's it looks weird because it's the Flintstones, but at the time the Flintstones is the first primetime animated sitcom. Mm. But they still behaved and advertised like anything else that it was airing up against it. That's why you wouldn't see Yogi Bear or Rocky and Bullwinkle shilling cigarettes. But the Flintstones was an adult. They have that fact that factor of like they're the first couple to share a bed yeah. in television oh, wow. history. Wow. So they were already yeah they were already getting the public didn't bat an eye when they saw the Flintstones advertising cigarettes because everybody was doing it after eight o'clock. Uh, but here's another one. I am Mr. Flintstone. Greetings, Rocky, my boy. Pack of Winston's, please. Ah, oh, you like them Winston cigarettes, huh, Mr. Flintstone? Mm, but of course, they really got something. You bet your life. Folks who really enjoy smoking know it's what's up front that counts. And that's where Winston steps out ahead of the crowd with their exclusive filter blend. Choice golden tobaccos. Specially selected and specially processed for filter smoke. Hold it, hold it. You know what you mean? What are you pitching Winston's at me for? You know I never smoke nothing else. <laughs> it's so crazy. <laughs> it's just so weird to look at, too, because it's yeah. like, it's a photorealistic like Winston's well, pack, and it's as that, big as his face. That yeah. dumb article I did about adult, um, no, no, product placement in animated movies. Oh, no. Like, I did a little bit of research. There's, thank God, the same people who like are losing their minds over Bugs Bunny hitting someone with a mallet and mm-hmm. violence on television have kept advertisement for years away from children's cartoons. So you don't really see that on TV. But for movies, there's no regulation at all. So when you see Alva the Chipmunks hold up a photorealistic bottle, like box of Honey Nut Cheerios, it's like the most jarring thing you've ever fucking seen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The purport, and like, and I was writing about it, doing all the research because like animators hate that too. Because I can like imagine, yeah. it's if you look at the cigarette packet, it's he's holding it's the size of a carton of cigarettes, so it can yeah. be legible on like a thirteen inch I mean, fuzzy television antenna. Right. Yeah, he's smoking beyond the one hundreds, whatever. <laughs> yeah, are. yeah, those are like three hundred and fifties. The two billion BCs. I could write for the Flintstones with that clever wit. Uh, but but yeah, like the public didn't bat an eye. Cigarettes were okay everywhere. On uh, in advertising, there was no regulation over uh, cigarette advertising, and I looked up. It was a 1970, uh, shit, let me get my notes. And then all of a sudden, cigarette ads disappeared. And we have technically never seen one outside of like YouTube or archived. Well, like television spots. Television spots. Yes. I remember billboards when I was a kid. I would still do those. Let me go go back. What I meant to to say is that like, there was a lot of television advertising that was like this. But then Mm -hmm. cigarettes slowly like couldn't really talk about, you saw that Mad Men, like it's, it's toasted. The tobacco is different. Like none of it's different. It's all the same, and it's all bad for you. Mm-hmm. And then I think there's a there's a great YouTube video about Marlboro's transition from a a, a cigarette exclusively for women th- that they failed at uh, to inventing the Marlboro Man. And every cigarette advertisement after that became a lifestyle thing. It didn't tell you that it was better, that it's it's super tasty. They're just like, man, I really want to go out to the prairie too mm-hmm. and rope yeah. steers. Uh, or be away from my- back. Fuck ass wife for just ten seconds. I've come a long way, and I deserve this long skinny cigarette. Right, right. But but it, it all became like no words, but just like 
little tiny music videos. Yeah. Of, that's what cigarette, and it's, of course, none of us remember it. it most people weren't archiving it back then. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the Marlboro Man shot Marlboro to, like, I think from, like, the number 20 cigarette company to number four. And then within five years, it's number one and has been ever since. Wow. wow. On the basis of its uh, marketing. And that's why people came after tobacco marketing so heavy. In fact, like, I think R.J. Reynolds almost got back on television. I think it did in the form of vapor in like 2013. But it's like Mm -hmm. the first time since 1970 that that company has been able to advertise nicotine in any way with a moving image. That's in in America. Mm -hmm. The really, really sad story to all this is that they moved all that business down south of the border where there are no regulations. They give out free samples of cigarettes to children outside of schools. Oh, my God. It's yeah. fucking. It, it is. It a is. A lot bad. of that has been like evilly um, foisted upon developing countries mm-hmm. and getting their kids, and because there there is no regulation there, and why not? Um, but yeah, the the advertising of these like uh, vapor like products. Mm-hmm. We can talk about that later, I guess, mm-hmm. as the future of smoking. But yeah, it's a really interesting thing that's happening right it now. It is, and they're trying to nip some of that in the bud. Yeah, uh, which we, I have conflicting feelings about, to totally. be honest. Even though uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a. Vaporist. I cannot say vapist. Um, <laughs> Please <laughs> don't. Yeah. Cereal vapist. There's cereal <laughs> flavors. Fruit Loops. And, uh, but yeah, what I thought was really funny, I tried to look up, please show me the last ever cigarette ad. And these fucking assholes at Virginia Slims. Uh, God, of I think course. Congress had banned uh, cigarette ads in 1970 as of like next year, no more cigarette ads. So on December 31st, 11.59 on The Tonight Show, Virginia Slims, I think, pays top dollar to get the last ever cigarette advertisement in uh, in America, ever. Wow. And yeah, to rope one last person in before the years are Exactly. They snuck it in under the wire. That's crazy. Uh, At 11.59. But when we get back, we're going to talk a little more about cigarettes, the fun things involved with cigarettes, the anti-cigarette campaigns, uh, and and listen to a lot of funny, stupid sound clips. Stay there. Now, it ain't cause that I don't smoke myself, and I don't reckon they hinder your health. I've smoked them all my life, and I ain't dead yet. But nicotine slaves are all the same at a petting party or a poker game. Everything's got to stop while they have that cigarette. Smoke, smoke, smoke that cigarette. Puff, 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 and if you smoke yourself to death. Tell St. Peter at the Golden Gate that you hate to make him wait, but you just gotta have another cigarette. Take a look at your phone bill, people. I know I'm pretty careful with my mobile service, yet my bill has still gotten a little out of control. Well, there are other options out there, people, like Ting, the best mobile service you've never heard of. Plus, they're offering $25 off your bill or $25 off a new phone in the Ting shop just by going to laser, laser laser.ting.com. You might not know about Ting. That's Ting like Ting, if that makes any sense. You might not know about Ting, but they're a phone service uh, that do things a little differently, starting with their plans. Because there are no plans. Seriously, there is no plans, no contracts, and no startup fees. You simply pay for the data that you use. If so, if you're like me and you're someone who's mostly connected to Wi-Fi all the time, you might be paying more than what you need to for your data right now. For example, the average Ting bill is just $23 per phone. And Ting offers nationwide LTE coverage so you'll get a great signal from coast to coast. And just so you know, almost any phone will work with Ting. From that ancient Motorola Razr to the latest Galaxy X9 or iPhone 10, you're just a SIM card away from a new phone and a new plan. So if you've had it with the high cost and hidden fees of other service providers, Ting might 
might be for you. And better still, laser timers can get $25 off their bill or $25 off a new phone just by going to laser.ting.com. That's the word laser, T-I-N-G.com for $25 off your bill or a new phone. Would you like exclusive bonus podcast commentaries and more from the Laser Time crew? Then we strongly encourage you to support this show on patreon.com slash laser time. It supports not only this show, but all the rest of the Laser Time Network. You'll get commentaries, play games with the hosts, see exclusive videos first, and receive an uncut weekly ad-free podcast bonus time. Speaking of which, here's a quick taste. It's not so much that I want a cat. Here's what happened. I had my lonely solo brunch on Saturday. Uh, and then I see a petco. I'm like, oh shit, I I'm lonely. I have love to give. <laughs> uh, let's go into the Petco. And and it's like kitten day. And all these kids and families are around like cuddling all these cute little kittens. Uh, and they also have on over to the right an, a permanent adoption area. In addition to the w- weekend kitten display, everybody's caught up in the vibe of kitty catness. And all the cats are adopted except for one. Mm-hmm. A little kind of weird looking black cat is just all alone. And I was like, dude. I love them. And I wasn't that, that <laughs> serious about getting a cat. It was just like that cat. And his name was Frozone. Yeah. And how fucking cool is that? His name is Frozone. So like, I think by the time anybody hears this, you already have the cat. That's why we're telling. Because yeah. like, we were talking a little bit about that. That like, uh, is it, is it, want a cat called Frozone? I love Frozone. Yeah. I just don't want to be like shouting it outside next <laughs> to my black neighbor. Um, but well, <laughs> the cat inside then. Well, it's got to be an inside. I think cat. it's. I think it is an inside cat. Yeah, it's. However, be. we could open up <laughs> a Patreon poll and yes. allow you guys to name the fucking cat. I kind of uh, like actually, that idea. As yeah, well. me too. Get bonus time, a weekly uncensored and commercial-free podcast every Tuesday, starting for just five dollars on Patreon.com/slash/LaserTime. What up, everybody? Chris here with a quick laser time update. It'll be fun. It's about sharks and cats. Please listen. Yeah, we're still trying to launch some new stuff over at Patreon. You have just unlocked the 302010 bonus show. Congratulations and look forward to that this week. Still on the line is uh, Video Game Apocalypse stuff as well. Still waiting to be unlocked Video Game Apocalypse bonus material, including a spoiler cast and possibly a D&D podcast. It could happen. I have no idea how, but Michael wants to do it. Limited series, including an all-new season of Elm Street Nightmare. Obviously not about a nightmare on Elm Street. I'm still going to be coy about uh, what that's going to be, even though you can totally hear about it in a free episode of Bonus Time over on Patreon.com slash LazerTime. In addition to that, I am telling you right now, as soon as this posts, a matter of the utmost importance. That cat you heard about in the clip, I totally got it. And I need you to name it. We already have uh, patrons who have selected down our finalists of names, and I got to say, it's looking very close to me owning a cat named Bimmy. But you could change that. You patrons, patreon.com slash laser time patrons of the $5 level can uh, vote on my cat's name. That's right. You can affect a living being for the rest of its life just by becoming a patron and helping us unlock new stuff, including videos and that all new quiz podcast, The Quiz Down. Thank you so much for all your support. Everyone who's offered their support. And I just wanted to tease a little bit of stuff that's coming next week. All I'll say is Shark Week. Yeah, there's going to be a Shark Monday Night movie and a shark episode, and maybe a shark stream of some other kind. Uh, so be there. You can find out all that news and info on lasertimepodcast.com or uh, check out our Facebook or our Twitter. And once again, please support us on patreon.com slash lasertime. Try to pay people, get new stuff launched. Uh, if you wanted it and more stuff from us, 
we have uh, we have a mechanism through which you can support us in doing so. If not, continue doing what you're doing, which is nothing. I don't know that you're doing nothing. That was mean. How about we just get back to the show? Why don't you settle back, settle back. and have a full-flavored smoke? Settle back, settle back with a Marlboro. Make yourself comfortable whenever you smoke. Have a Marlboro cigarette. Thanks, Julie London. Uh, let's consider that taking us out of the 1940s. <laughs> Cigarettes now, naughty. Naughty. And that's, I don't know, I just don't know. I was trying to think of other things on television. Just think of television advertising. Mm-hmm. I don't know, like that, the, I moved into a house, the guy who used to live here was apparently a gun nut. Um, so I get a lot of gun, like, it's the stupidest porn I've ever seen in my whole life. Those guns and ammo magazines, like, oh, that's a full page spread of the Tommy gun. Literally a Tommy gun. <laughs> it like folds out. Yeah, like, that's not me trying to pull an obscure gun. That's what I saw with my own eyes. They fucking fold out for a Tommy gun. Uh, it's, it's the most ridiculous porn ever, but I don't see any anti-gun ads. So I would like I was trying to think when we yeah. grew up since like I maybe and Sarah we were a little younger than Sam and I, mm-hmm. but not that much. Mm. That like we're still inundated. <laughs> what? what do you, I mean, pretty young. What is? What's the age? I mean, difference? I'm like, I'm just kidding. It's just five years. Or five years. Yeah. Because I think there were there wasn't cigarette advertising and comic books, but any other magazine like Rolling Stone, Entertainment oh, yeah. Week, like there was just cigarette ads everywhere. Yeah, and none of this stopped uh, any uh, sort of smoking in movies either. Right, oh, right. yes, exactly. And that we were watching so many older things. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just wanted to play this real fast. Have any of you bought or watched a Disney DVD in the last few years? Yeah. Uh, they have to include this now and anything like made before 1955. Uh, it's pretty insane. When you smoke, it affects everyone around you. Secondhand smoke is especially harmful to children. So keep your conscience clean. Now you're talking! It bothers me. Wow, I've never seen that. On all the Blu-rays before anything where there's this... And I just watched Peter Pan, the... As you do. Uh, the Indian <laughs> yeah. cigar. Uh, they, ha- they have to put that on. It bothers me that it's in Pinocchio. But to be fair, every character in Pinocchio smokes. Even the fish on accident after smoke is blown into her bowl. <laughs> every character in Pinocchio smokes. So it's all footage from Pinocchio. But like at the time, like I don't think anybody thought anything about that. Like We're watching cartoons from the 1940s and they just smoke. I think now... It, I think Looney Tunes still runs on television, mm-hmm. but they cut most of the smoking out. Hmm. In fact, there was a clip I found just while researching this. You ever see like someone in an old movie like open a little box and like sniff something? Yeah, it's a little snuff. Yeah, I didn't. I just thought I really thought it was like an earlier version of cocaine. There's, a, there's, a, there's there, you, Bugs Bunny does that it's in like a, snuff, a face-off with Napoleon. Boxes. Yeah, like yeah. snuff was just like literally tobacco. You like ground tobacco. You snorted. Yeah, yuck. I know. <laughs> yuck. Well, is it any worse than ground tobacco you stick into your mouth and hold on to? And then that's spit also disgusting. Out? But it's yeah. just Ooh, like the worst. I mean, take it from someone who snorted something. That's going to trickle down the back of your throat. Oh, <laughs> oh dried leaves, gyros. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't know what you were saying something earlier about the ubiquity of people smoking in films and entertainment yeah. might have an impact on how. I mean, normal you consider smoking in your life. Definitely, and you know, it's something that. 
I don't know. I think we all like to think like, Psh, I, I can't be influenced by that. Like my brain is too smart to be influenced. <laughs> you know, just because I see a cool person smoking doesn't mm-hmm. make me want to do it. But actually, there have been studies that have come out which have shown, no, it actually really does affect adolescents specifically. And I mean, I think there's a lot of things that go into that. But basically, they showed um, adolescents, teenagers, you know, uh, portrayals of smoking in, tel- in television and film, and mm-hmm. then they took surveys afterwards about how, uh, how that made them feel about, is smoking cool? Mm-hmm. Is it a sexy thing to do? Is it, are you likely to do it? And then they followed up with them later on to see how many of them actually did pick up smoking. And this study tended to show, I mean, you know, it's just one study and a lot of it's based on cell report, but it tended to show that those things do affect adolescents young kids brains teenagers brains especially i mean teenagers brains are insane we all remember being teenagers and you know i i primarily remember how confusing it was because i'm obsessed with cartoons little kid and i'm inundated with anti-smoking psas Mm -hmm. which you'll hear in a second i swear hang on oh but but then, then i go to a party with my parents and like so is everybody here evil yeah like they're all smoking inside my mom just grabbed one yeah well there's definitely a shift well, two things. First of all, there was definitely a shift I rem- I kind of remember, like, where eventually it was just kind of the bad guys that smoked. But yeah, but even that, like, of- uh, Disney bought Star Wars, and the first thing they did was, like, Jabba the Hutt is no longer a smoker. And, like, everyone's oh, like, hey, you're not even sure that was smoke. We don't know what that was. <laughs> but Space smoke. He can't do it anymore. Like, in all the comics, like, that thing is totally gone. But if you're, like, not a square, mm-hmm. the bad guys are cool anyway. <laughs> so, of course, you're going to be like, eh, I'm into that. And the other thing that that study showed, which to me is somewhat disturbing, is that um, for young women who saw... Uh, a handsome guy smoking mm-hmm. that made them more likely to be open to, to smoking. Ooh. So it wasn't necessarily like young women seeing other women smoking and thinking like, I want to be cool like her. It's more like, I want to impress this dude who smokes and start smoking as right. well. And which I see is a, I kind see, of disturbing. To I me. see a woman smoking mm-hmm. and I'm like, she is not going to make me wear a condom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I keep thinking, I keep thinking back to the last real portrayal of smoking in like film and television that I remember that really stands out to me. And it's um, Julia Roberts, my best friend's wedding, which I think came out in like 98. And yes. she's like, being... what about Carrie Bradshaw? And she Carrie Bradshaw. Definitely. I yeah. Someone's yelling at her. I have an addiction, sir. I <laughs> it might've been the thing I quoted the most in public on accident. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I kind of forgot about Carrie. I, I just, I wasn't. So but it was always like, something they were trying saying. to kick. And it recognized yeah. as shameful. Not, I mean, not in Sex and the City for a while. Mm. I mean, it was something that the other gals like would roll their eyes about or be like, oh, come on, Carrie, or whatever. Yeah, but it was never like something she was actively trying to kick until I think maybe it was when she started I, dating Aiden. Yeah, I was going to say, when yeah. John, that asshole John Corbett, sorry, I mean, I don't like that. <laughs> I don't like the actor, but Every, he, he uh, you know, had a big thing about her smoking, as I recall. Yeah, I remember yeah. her, like, slapping a patch on and it being, like, a big deal or whatever. But, like, in my best friend's wedding, like, you know, Julie Roberts is, like, the cool girl, you know? And mm-hmm. she smoked, but Cameron Diaz is, like, Miss Pris, and she doesn't smoke. That's right. Cameron and Diaz was like, a young one in yeah. 1998. I don't know. I mean, that's definitely a portrayal that has obviously stuck with me after all these years. And, well, I mean, I remember, I'm not going to name names, even though I'm looking at him. Uh, <laughs> I, <laughs> Thanks. That, well... It, I remember I didn't like sm- – I'm not blaming you for getting me into smoking. But I had so much fun around every activity that surrounded cigarettes. Do you, 
I don't know how much you want to cop to this. Well, I feel like you may be grossly misre- misremembering something. Too. Well, what I remember is us trying to figure out, like, you'd have to have, like, a rumor where the cigarette machines still were in town, like the country club or this derelict bowling alley, or we try and go steal cigarettes, or we try and play, hey, mister. Wait, or, how old are you during this? Probably 15 or 16. Okay. I was old enough to drive, I remember. Yeah, because we were, yeah. like, smoking black and miles first. And then, like, it sort of, but then, like, it became like this, we're not, like, partying, but it became this reason to get out of the house. Let's yeah. figure out how yeah. to get cigarettes. There was a lot of stuff like that uh, that we did as teenagers just because, like I said, the internet was not uh, well-developed. You didn't even mm-hmm. have, like, YouTube back then. Yeah. There just wasn't a lot to do. A lot of times you just wanted to get out of the damn house. And yeah. A lot of times that in uh, A lot of time you dress up in drag and go steal cigarettes. Yeah. Sure. You might do that. I'm not saying Sam did it. I'm not but saying I, I did, did it either. And he was there. <laughs> <laughs> and that was awesome because uh, somebody stole an entire rack of cigarettes. Okay. Not our you had the right... You guys are so lucky because that would have been a viral moment if you had done that like two years ago. It was ago. a brilliant idea. Like, because mm-hmm. we walked in and the guy was, the, the attendant was so distracted by these teenagers in like. By the swarthy woman. Yeah. Like, in a but, dress. like kind of like a bunch of like, but like dr- dolled up like tubby Jessica Rabbits with, sure. like, with light stubble <laughs> with lipstick and everything. So, and it's just like he couldn't take his. And I just remember one of us like, he's just looking in the other direction. Like an armful of cigarettes were taken out of the store that day. Oh, and, wow. and I and I got I got arrested for stealing cigarettes. I sold cigarettes uh, at school that I would steal at Walmart every day. I'd shove two <laughs> cartons down my pants, walk out of the store. Oh my god! Made so I'm, much money I'm my freshman year. I'm pretty sure high the statute of limitations has passed on this. But... Uh, I'm playing a character. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Alex Jones in it right here. Yeah. Give me my kids back, please. <laughs> uh, but no, that was all, all real. But but by then the. Verdict was in on smoking, and I can't, like, looking through all this research about how fucking evil the cigarette companies were about all of this shit. Well, and that's the problem, though, with especially this idea of, like, marketing to adolescents is Mm. that at that age, your brains are on fire with Mm. hormones, and they're still developing. Your brain doesn't develop, stop developing until you're about 23, and so that's... And you think you're invincible. Dude, so I smoked... perfect time to get you addicted. I smoked camels eventually. Like, I started with Marlboros. and like, eh, Marlboro Reds, because I thought they were like, these are what the cool kids smoke. Mm-hmm. And then like, fuck this. I keep throwing up after like two beers <laughs> every time I smoke a Marlboro Red. It's disgusting. And then like, what about that guy who was at the end of every Rolling Stone whose face looked like a dick and balls? Joe Camel. <laughs> He's the best. I love him. I'm going over to Camels. It's like just considering reconsidering a new brand Mm -hmm. brought me into camel from like this, all this advertising I thought didn't affect me. And and the advertisement, uh, the the tobacco people have literally all, all fucking for a century advertised to children because they know, and you guys know this too as a smoker, people who typically settle on a brand settle on it for life. Yes. It's the same reason you see all those fucking insurance commercials like every single time. Like I cannot believe there's, I cannot believe they made two new progressive commercials today. Like, <laughs> there's two new flow commercials. Yeah. Because typically people don't switch insurances. They want to make... it's a fucking hassle. It's a, it's a huge hassle. But the same thing with tobacco companies. They fought, right. like, tooth and nail to, to get children to make sure when you decide to start smoking, make it a Marlboro. Mm-hmm. Make it a Camel. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chesterfield, didn't try so hard. That's why we don't smoke them anymore. Paul Malls, it's... That's, that's exclusively the cigarette of 1960s authors. <laughs> uh, but but Camel and Marlboro, when I was growing up, like fought super hard for, I think, male... But your, did your parents smoke around? No. Like, okay. No, not you at get... all. My mom quit smoking uh, 
maybe you read it before middle school or something like that mm-hmm. for me. Okay, because I think a lot of kids also just pick up whatever their parents right. smoked too. Like I know that uh, the cigarette that I first started smoking, and no, I didn't start. The, I, pick, I started smoking the cigarette we first stole from my friend's mom when yeah. I had my first cigarette. Okay. Well, I, that doesn't always work. I'm going to tell you, as a guy, nobody's tripping over their dick to smoke Virginia Slims. <laughs> <laughs> Or oh. as, as they were also called, also because they're disgusting. Yeah, as they were called <laughs> back the in the day, vagina slimes. Oh, vagina gross. slimes. Yeah, yeah, even grosser. Well, I mean, I didn't start smoking until I graduated from high school and was on my way to college. But I was a kind of a weird kid. I just always knew I was going to smoke when I grew up. Like you knew you were going to do something rebellious. Yeah, and and I like that I can say this because I think it was your MySpace profile. Like the, the, when I met you, it was just you exhaling. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you're not. Yeah, you don't have to be. I, I know you're. Mean, you're. You're the only one here whose mom might listen to the show. So yeah, I'm not my ashamed parents at all. probably both will. But like I, the first brand that I picked was what. I had seen family members smoke, family members that I thought were cool and held in high esteem. And then, you know, as a philosophy major, so I, I went through a roll your own phase because I was a pretentious douchebag for a little while. No American spirits? <laughs> a little no. bit of that every now and then. Um, but yeah, no, I just, what influences you as far as brand loyalty, I think, is starts in the home. It, but that's that's why they've always campaigned at children. That's why mm-hmm. they still do it abroad. It's why they campaign outside of fucking... Like middle schools right now to this day in third world countries, mm-hmm. Marlboro, R.J. Reynolds, uh, whoever the fuck, all they're all still doing it. Out middle, middle Philip Morris, <laughs> yeah, they're all still doing it. Yeah, I mean it's just interesting that the cigarette sort of industry with their advertising kind of shifted from something that was like this is ubiquitous, everyone does it, your doctor's doing it, this is what family men do, shifted to, okay, well, now we know it's bad for you, so now we're just yes. going to make it so cool people do it. Oh, no, no. That's, Only cool people do it. I was at their defense legally. Oh. Like, because the, the legal rigmarole of cigarettes is the most underhanded horse shit I've ever seen in my whole life. Oh, it's pretty Where crazy. They would, they would sue expert doctors and experts out of existence if they testified to the dangers of smoking. Mm-hmm. And in fact, like, this is a great stat, a great factoid. You know who was uh, instrumental in finding out a finding a link in between lung cancer and cigarettes? Yeah. Hmm. The Nazis. <laughs> the Nazis. The Nazis hated smoking, which uh, Hitler referred to. And again, I hate having to say this so many times on a podcast. These are Hitler's words. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> oh shit! The wrath of the red man against the white man. Vengeance for uh, having been given hard liquor. That's what he attributes <laughs> because Whoa. because the, the history of cigarettes might have been something else. The history of cigarettes, which I guess white people can't lay claim to, but is like kind of a North American thing. It's it's has its roots in North America. And it's it was, cigarettes, cigarettes, yeah, okay, like cigarettes because like pipe tobacco I think was a thing, but there was also other there was things that you could smoke that weren't tobacco. And I don't remember what any... I wasn't around 200 years ago. I don't remember what those yeah. are. Maybe it originated in London to cover up the smell of horse shit Well, you know what, you know what I thought was most, the most fascinating? The first European country to truly adopt cigarettes that were being done like back to the fucking Mayans in North America. What European country do you think first adopted the cigarettes? France. The French, like, uh-huh. dude, so, that's why. That's why even back duh, in like, they're the coolest. In, in early nineteen hundred cartoons, you see French people smoking cigarettes because yeah. they were there first. Yeah, like they they got there first. But like, just being an American, like tobacco was a huge part of like no, almost all North American and Central American cultures. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, it's a huge part of the industry here in but, the south. Uh, but uh, Germany was one of the first governments, like under the Nazi regime, to like we studied this and we found a link to Lunkin. Can you believe you needed a doctor? This makes me. This makes me feel like society is young. Mm-hmm. You needed a doctor. Hey, this guy had. All these people have lung cancer. Why? I don't know. 
are they? Are any of them lighting something on fire and breathing it in every day? <laughs> what about the guys who aren't doing that? No lung cancer. I see nothing. I see no correlation here. I have no <laughs> idea what causes lung cancer. But well, the but the, the Nazis are famous for having the first national anti-smoking campaign. You can find old Nazis like like Hitler hated it and like it didn't really help except that like whereas I said earlier our soldiers were like given chocolate and cigarettes and water mm-hmm. <laughs> when mm-hmm. they were fighting overseas like Hitler's like you don't get cigarettes the Germans don't get cigarettes and so there was like almost no soldiers smoke cigarettes but they they banned it in restaurants they banned it in uh, public areas wow. in like the 30s like uh, that the Nazis were again once again way ahead of the <laughs> All right, edit, uh, edit that out. Am I uh, editing this? Yeah. You should. Uh, am I editing that out? Uh, but, but I just thought that's an insane factoid. Yeah, that that's crazy. One of the first national, because we, we are, we've kind of grown up in the midst of a national anti-tobacco campaign. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and, and they've taken a ton of hits. They're the worst. They sue doctors. Man, there's a great, fuck, I need to link that article underneath the site. Because like, it's, a, it's a UF doctor, University of Florida, a doctor who spent all of his, he couldn't spend the, the money fighting the tobacco companies, so he spent his time mm-hmm. fighting injunctions and winning. Because every time you like email somebody, he's tampering with witnesses, he's harassing people. Like the tobacco companies would like sue him into like yeah, doing research, like out of doing paper. research. Yeah. yeah, you just bury him in paper, make and, him defend himself constantly. And, it's, and they did it with everybody. Every individual who mm-hmm. sued the tobacco companies, they literally filed appeals to death. Mm-hmm. They waited out mm-hmm. your death. Man. For like most of these people, this reminds me. Did you ever see that movie? I think it was uh, Russell Crowe. I think the, the Insider. Insider. That was yeah. a cool movie. Which, which again, this I was like, I was doing this research. And I'm like, I'm going to find out all these people the tobacco companies killed to hide their secret. And like, no, nah, that was about the closest they got. Like, yeah, death threats and putting bullets in mailboxes. Oh, yeah, all this cool legal stuff. It's a lot more boring than you think. It yeah, is. I was hoping. I was hoping like assassinated like whistleblowers. That never. I, <laughs> they that, don't need to. They they didn't need to. You don't need to, and you can just assassinate someone under but piles their, of paper. Their policy was to fight every single litigation, yeah. even ones where they knew they would lose and were clearly wrong. They would just hold up in court and mm-hmm. fight and fight and fight. And then like overnight, it was like a, a something switched that like it's not. It was for cigarettes don't cause cancer. You can't prove that. That's liable. You can't do that. You can't do that. And then like overnight, well, everybody knows that. Mm. Like we're not liable for your, everyone Mm -hmm. knew cigarettes were dangerous this whole time. It was like, it was like within like a month, like that became the tobacco company's defense. We all knew this. You can't hold us responsible for something. Oh, society knew. And we happened, Sam, I was looking into like our exact age range for cigarettes um, that when we turned 18 was when Florida like l- actually mandated you had to be 18 to buy cigarettes. Really? Are you sure about that? Totally. Because like there was like, there, I think there were individual policies. But remember like there was that time like when we were growing up, it was like they have to see your ID. You had to be over 18 to smoke cigarettes, but they didn't have to ask you for your ID. Okay. Yeah, I don't remember like, ever it being like okay to buy them. But I, you remember I like there being like dates next to it. Like if you're not over this age, like yeah, yeah. that's part of that campaign that like if you're – don't bother buying cigarettes. We might not card you, but just letting you know you shouldn't buy cigarettes if you're... That's what that campaign was to do. Like, as, as if I so don't know was, my own fucking age or birth date. But who was doing that campaign? Florida, like, I don't know. I don't know how Florida was on the cusp of this because then in 1999, and my dad gave me some crazy insight into that because this is a landmark case for the country mm-hmm. that just so happened to be spearheaded in Florida and also as my dad... A Florida attorney, like technically Mississippi did it first, but it got overturned and it's a smaller state. Uh, but you remember we grew up with like Childs, our, our governor was campaigning with the crushing a cigarette because of this landmark case he yeah. managed to get through. 
And uh, it was a huge deal too. Do you? Do you? Was there a name for that? Because my dad told me the process of getting it passed. Like I just know it as the tobacco case. Yeah, mean, the like, tobacco case. You'd hear about the tobacco money. We're doing. Yeah. You know, they're but using when we the tobacco money for this, it's billions and billions of dollars. We become legal smokers. Like all of a sudden, cigarettes start to skyrocket mm-hmm. in price, and that's because of this case. Mm-hmm. And the case is so fucking funny. And not to get political, even though. Let's get political. Uh, I can't imagine this government being in any way against tobacco companies. They would I sure. constantly Why rule in they? favor. And that's how it was in 1999. And I was just baffled and asked my dad, like, how the fuck did they, with all these Republicans who are, sorry, always pro-business over yeah. people, mm-hmm. how did they get this through? And like, that's actually a funny story. Because this woman was pushing through a bill that said corporations were responsible for the harm that they did to their customers. As in, like, these crutches were faulty. Uh, or the, this hard hat, this hard hat vaporized once a cinder block hit. Like, hard hat's made of butter. There are up to four incidents of this a year. They will be held accountable. And, like, that's what the bill was. And our governor, at the last second, right, when everybody had on, like, their fucking Tahiti hats and, like, they had their mixed drink in their hands and their keys ready to go, was like, oh, I'm going to sneak in this amendment. And it was about tobacco companies. So as all of a sudden, so like nobody knew what they were signing because of Lawton Childs. You can look them up. Snuck this in at the, like under the wire where people like either couldn't leave mm-hmm. or had to read this all new thing, and like most people just signed it without realizing because I can't believe it happened here in Florida mm-hmm. first. They're just like, oh yes, now tobacco companies will be responsible for the health insurance fees of all of these people. Mm-hmm. And since then, there's been this giant trust fund available for people who succumb to illness based on tobacco-related right. uh, injuries and death. And I think even, didn't you say, like, it's, yeah. it also funds the thing? It also funds the um, anti-smoking, tobacco-free Florida campaign. Um, mm-hmm. So all the money that is used to produce these ad campaigns and whatnot, that all comes from also the tobacco trust. Do you remember how much the last pack of cigarettes you bought was? I remember when we started, it was $2. Damn. But, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That's it was two dollars because my parents would give me a five dollar bill, leave the house, get a number one at McDonald's, pack of Camel Lights. I mean, which they can't call them that anymore because they are not light. They have nope. to be called Camel Blues. Camel Blues. Oh, okay. Because there's no mm-hmm. such thing as a light cigarette. Nope. Ah. It also th- says that on the pack. Yeah, I think maybe around five bucks, something like that. Five bucks. I think it was it was eleven or twelve bucks in California. Oh, and yeah. if you, I'm sure you've heard about New York, because I think they were even more expensive there. Jeez. But that that is usually because like this led I think forty six of fifty American states took on, like, Attorney General signed off on this, like, you mm-hmm. are now accountable for all of these health-related injuries related to your product. Yeah. I, it amazes me that they still exist as right. corporations still. I mean, are they just riding off, like, the last living customers? Rem- or, or I, I mean, I guess it's all international money now. Remember what I said about, like, how little I think this product costs to produce? Yeah. I think that has to be part of it. Oh, absolutely. Like, this has to be the cheapest thing to produce in the universe that they could sell. Well... They're selling at a 5,000% markup. In 1988, that's when the first Surgeon General's report came out that said nicotine is as addictive as cocaine. So, I mean, if you're, there's still an astounding, astounding number of people who still smoke. Mm -hmm. Even now, like I'm. I I don't feel the same way because when I go to bars now, like uh it seems like it's dropped. I mean, no, that's 100% true. And, you know, like I, like I said, like I enjoy a cigarette probably once every three months, Mm -hmm. but like. Whenever I'm, I see the most when I'm driving, and I think it's because your car is the last 
maybe acceptable bastion mm. for you to smoke. I see people smoking in their cars yeah, now a lot, that. and I, I'm always kind of shocked when I see that. I don't know why, but I mean, I guess, I guess it's because you can't really smoke in a public place anymore. Yeah, well, I'm thinking back to like being a kid in the 80s where you'd walk into the mall and they would have ashtrays indoors yeah. in the mall. I, wish, like, yeah. um, I wish you could see our mall right now, or the, the, tal- the, the, Governor Square, the Governor Square Mall, because it had a second story and there was... Uh, you could see down to the first floor everywhere you went, and along that rail that went throughout the entire mall was a trough ashtray. Wow! The whole that's length of the mall, like just total, like that's right. Unbelievably there for smokers. <laughs> like don't no, don't go to just designated like spot. Their flick ash it anywhere off the side of the rail. It's Smoke just, anywhere. Oh, flick it anywhere. And I, people's I, heads. I flew to Costa Rica in uh, 1999, mm-hmm. and that was my. I got to my only time. If you're in the smoking section, light them up. Like the smoking section in the plane. In the plane, this yeah. is a tube with air flowing from one direction. There is, is no ridiculous. smoking section. See, I don't remember ever being old enough uh, to see somebody smoking on an airplane, but I was old enough to see uh, when they hadn't refitted the airplanes to remove the ashtrays. Right. So you would still see them. Mean, oh, I mean, the last time I was on a plane, ashtray. they still yeah. had it soldered shut. Yeah. Yeah, but it was like built into your like uh, your uh, armrest. 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 Yeah. armrest yeah. They're and still there, dude. It and was like so most planes. Teeny tiny it's like how many you can smoke right. two cigarettes on an international done. flight like yeah. stewardess empty you know ashtray empty it's been half an hour Smack on the ass yeah, so you get yeah. chachi i don't know why i'm dennis but, miller smoking on a plane there was so. that and no. just <laughs> i just love a dennis miller impression yeah. always um, yeah. like you got clown. two great butts in this seat huh? you need some yeah. witty reference to yeah. go with that yeah but <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I suck. Yeah, like in restaurants even back then, I mean, they would have like the bullshit smoking mm-hmm. smoking air. It all flows right over to everybody else yeah. anyway. In an open know. area with like not, a, not even like the illusion of a partition. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. A smoking section. And I did, I did want to compliment my friend. She doesn't smoke cigarettes, but she went and like on eBay and got those McDonald's ashtrays from our youth. Oh, which, wow. As is every, almost everything from like the early 80s, totally unbreakable. Mm. <laughs> and like <laughs> the paint's held up. It's just this beautiful relic of like this thing. I remember very clearly these these like piss yellow glass McDonald's ashtrays. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I remember going to the mall one time to meet a guy who might be in this room. I don't know. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was really interesting because I... Uh, he, I think, was already there, and when I was walking up, there's obviously like some sort of like calamity had occurred because there's a um, an overturned trash can and this big black mark on the ground, and this a security me. guard with <laughs> a fire extinguisher. And what apparently it happened is this guy here <laughs> and walked into the mall, lit up a cigarette with a match, and just flung the match up in the air like away from his body. Walked into the mall smoking a cigarette. That match happened to land in the trash can and set it on no, fire. No, no, no. That story is all over the place. Because one, I would, oh. al- I would always. Ugh, I'm such an asshole. Um, I would try and see how long I could walk into the mall and smoke. So I like, kind of <laughs> impress or annoy my friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, but th- we were waiting outside for you, and I was just taking a matchbook from like a fucking Ruby Tuesdays because I lost a lighter. <laughs> and I ripped them off, and I take my, f- I put it on the palm of my hand, and I take the match, put it to the strip with my finger, and I just flick it as far as I can. And like someone's like, you're going to get that next to the trash can. So of course... We all start like, oh, I'm gonna get really close to the trash can, and like one just like in slow motion, just like sails right through like all the barriers inside the trash can, and the trash can sets on fire. And I, well, I don't someone know. had just put their oily rags in there, obviously. Yeah. But it's it's like the ashtrays also on top of the trash can. Right, you're gonna have some trash fires. So we, I just <laughs> sit there and watch this thing catch no. on fire, and like, there's no cameras here. Like, I can just sit here and be like. 
Man, that sucks. Can't the believe your trash can's on fire. ashtray is to avoid the trash fires. Because <laughs> normal people just put their matches and cigarettes but you know in how it you know how it used to be. Like, it, I know. It, like, even having lived in Northern California, which is basically like you're like living on kindling. Like, yeah. it should, smoking should be illegal in Northern California, period. Mm. Uh, but that's... That's how much we prioritize cigarettes. Shit, I hope we're not. Yeah, but that that was cigarettes for our growing up. I loved the PSAs growing up Mm because pretty much I remember feeling ashamed every time I smoked because it was well enough ingrained with me that smoking was wrong and going to kill me. And you were making Yul Brenner sad. (sighs) Yeah, the Yul Brenner (laughs) ad, baby. The Yul Brenner ad, I think, is the start of it all. Um, Do you want to hear it first? You want to explain it first? Um, Let's hear it first. How about that? Uh, this is the most famous anti-smoking ad mm-hmm. of all time. It is Yul Brenner from... I don't think I've actually ever seen it, to be honest. I think I just know about it because I know about it's it. It's from Beyond the Grave. Yeah. He is already... He, he, he's already dead. And uh, this is Yul Brenner telling you not to smoke. Ladies and gentlemen, the late Yul Brenner. I really wanted to make a commercial when I discovered that I was that sick and my time was so limited. I wanted to make... That commercial that says simply, now that I'm gone, I tell you, don't smoke. Whatever you do, just don't smoke. And that, that's, he's looking directly in the camera. So mm-hmm. that's Yul Brenner. It's actually him on Good Morning America. And he doesn't even know this, but he has months to live. But it's, it's like January of 1985, you'd be dead by the end of the year. And I think they're talking, someone may have given like this fucking like softball jerk off question about what projects are you interested in doing? He's like, I'm interested in doing an anti-smoking ad because I'm going to die and smoking is going to kill me. And he never got to do it. But the American Cancer Society and Good Morning America had the bright idea like the best we can do is use this footage. Mm-hmm. And there's a longer version of this commercial that shows his tombstone. Yikes. And like, and he just looking in the camera like, please don't smoke. I was too young to have seen this, but I'm getting goosebumps describing it. Mm-hmm. So, like, uh, apparently, this is like not only the most uh, infamous anti-smoking ad; uh, it was one of the most effective. Mm-hmm. Uh, like that, that people were going around saying, "Don't smoke, comma whoever you're talking to, don't smoke," because that's what Yul Brenner said from from like a fucking zombie telling yeah. you not to smoke at yeah. a PSA. It's fucking crazy. And I know Laser Time has a whole show about PSAs. Where we talked about this, but this is, this is still pretty nuts because I think it's like. Heath Ledger, like, don't trust doctors, man. Just don't trust them. Mm. <laughs> like, what? Yeah, that joke checks out. Sarah's like, yeah, mm-hmm. is that how it happened? Really? Yeah. yeah, yeah. He overdosed on shit that from his Hollywood doctor wouldn't turn down anything he asked for. Yeah. Um, but oh man, these other PSAs. You're you're in luck, people. And this is kind of how I started this. A uh, sad, ex- a sad, sad wiki hole at three a.m. about Popeye. What's the, I wanted to find the worst Popeye cartoon because mm-hmm. I love Popeye and he's kind of gone now. Uh, but I found I found the worst. It is Filmation, the people who made He Man and the Ghostbusters, not the real ones. Uh, Filmation, they're making Popeye. It looks terrible. And here's an anti-smoking ad. Uh, oh, that's another thing that we should mention. And you guys haven't been around to hear this a thousand times uh, because when we were growing up, cartoons were practically advertisements alone for toys on shelves yeah. uh, the government sort of mandated like dude 5% of this has to be educational so either you have to have two educational shows per year or you have to donate five minutes of your programming to educational or community based horseshit it's where you get this G.I. Joe the more you know it, it's why that happened that's an FCC regulation for shit coming in over the air and there are no cartoons over the air that aren't on 
after eight o'clock, so it doesn't matter anymore. Mm-hmm. But uh, but this is Popeye's filmation cartoon. I went down the rabbit hole. Of this shit. It made me laugh so hard. Okay. <laughs> Mister No No sounds like our car. That's because he smokes. You sees, your lungs are like air filters. And when a poiskin smokes, it gets full of tar and other dirty things like this. We're glad you just uses your pipe to toot on. You see, we're not joking, so never start smoking, says Popeye the Sailor Man. He blew out of his pipe to deliver an anti-smoking <laughs> message. It's so, they, doity. it's so dumb. His fucking, I'll say Poopie, because that's one of the kids' names. Pap, no. It is. Pappy, Poop, Pappy, Papi, Pippi, Poopie. I'm not kidding. Oh, I'll just say it was Poopie. They all have the same fucking voice. Had to acknowledge, dude, you're saying this with a pipe. Like, <laughs> it's like the perfect kid, but you do it, Dad. <laughs> like, why should we stop? I wish Bubbles had just come out of that pipe at the end. That would have been way more fun. It, I love Popeye. I love nothing more than the cartoons he's most violent and disgusting in. Mm-hmm. I was trying to find clips of him smoking, and there's admittedly not a lot. He'll, he'll ingest things through his pipe. There is a There's an amazing clip of him smoking a cigar after Bluto blows smoke in his face. And he sucks it in, and then he blows it out of his eye hole because um, <laughs> he's missing an eye. And Didn't fucking uh, um, Robin Williams do a live action yeah. with him? God, I just remembered that. I haven't seen it since I was a kid. Yeah, of course. And, and, but just that, like, Popeye, Popeye has no fucking business telling anybody how to behave. <laughs> All you do is fight people. You have no real job. <laughs> he eats his greens, though. Yeah. I guess. I guess. He could, he could do a PSA on spinach. It's just, it's just so weird. It's, it's, it's why I hate seeing, like, People like him and Bugs Bunny, like, no, you're a force of chaos. You're a reaction to things. Don't be a buzzkill. And here's Popeye. Just for no other reason, some recorded off TV from the same cartoon <laughs> talking about marijuana. Tell us, Popeye. Too bad nobody ever told him that dope is for dope. If you want to be happy, have your good times naturally, says Popeye the Sailor Man. <laughs> But it is natural, bro. It's just a plant. Oh, oh. my God. And that's a, a an original wolf character named Mr. No-No. It's the, oh. the fucking worst. Everything, every detail you tell me gets worse. <laughs> it, no, it all gets worse from here. Okay. It all gets worse from here because uh, like that uh, Urkel-led Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog show that was on every day. Mm-hmm. The, the one that was on Saturday morning, 13 episodes, they didn't have to bother with this shit. But if you're on every day, you have to have like... There was a little Sonic Says segment where Sonic tells you, like, hey, be nice to retarded people. Maybe don't run so fast. I'm not kidding. This all happens in, in the show. Uh, but, but, of course, Tails is the one susceptible to cigarettes. Give me my smokes. Smoking's bad for you, you know. No, it's not. Try it. <laughs> Whoa, little bro. That smoke will make you choke. It doesn't make me go. Smoking is for dumb bots. It's bad for your health and it stains your teeth. So don't be a fool. Smoking isn't cool. Wow. And secondarily, <laughs> stains your teeth. Stains your teeth. I, I remember reading that, like, stains your fingers. And, like, nah, I never saw that happen to me. And I smoked a lot. Mm. Uh, never happened to me. I did see, like, hey, buddy, the one with the stained teeth and the cigarettes, don't press your cigarette up to your teeth when you inhale. Like, why are you doing oh, yeah. that? Yeah, well, that's why like all like Ugh. actors and people they all smoke the parliaments because it's like supposed to be you know the filter is like um, there's like the paper goes a little bit further that's past right. the filter. That's what I always heard that that was like kind of made that's, for actors. I'm I'm kind of like 
we're going to be lucky enough because like the people who died of lung cancer, uh, the celebrities, the notable people like uh, from Walt Disney onward, we're not going to see that again. You probably won't have other than Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp, if you read that Rolling Stone profile, yeah. he's definitely yeah, he's, he's definitely going to die out. of like lung cancer. He's like the last person I think you'll ever have to celebrity you'll have to see dying of lung cancer uh, because most people know better. And I'm going to put this on our Facebook when this episode goes up because I loved it so much. Uh, Superman versus a character named Nick Oteen. Wait, I don't get it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it, like we we had our Roger Rabbit free for all a few weeks ago, um, but that was. N- animated by Richard Williams. This is a disturbingly lavish animation sequence involving Superman. Multiple ones. And they're, it's the best Superman animation I've ever seen. And the Fleischer cartoons are really fucking good. Hmm. And it's done by the Roger Rabbit fella in the name, and, and Eric Goldberg for, of Aladdin fame to try and convince people not to smoke through DC's most famous hero. Just try one. If you don't like it, it's easy to give up. Uh-oh, nicotine. I'd better move fast. Up, up and away! Go on, kid, go on. He's Superman! Superman, is it hard to give up smoking or is it easy like nicotine says? You no good windbag, nicotine. No, no, Superman. Leave me one. Please, I need one. <laughs> Just... That's how hard it is. And that's why I never say yes to a cigarette. <laughs> and wow. clearly a little British. It's yeah. the these cartoons are really pretty. Well, it's, it's he worked mostly in England, so okay. that's why you're hearing some very English some children. Little limey child. <laughs> <laughs> but but and that's that's yeah, that's a positive thing I can pass along as a someone who like I, I, I don't remember when the revelation hit me. Let me try and see if I can do the math. Where I was like, oh fuck, I've been smoking the majority of my life. Mm-hmm. And it, and you sort of get to that thing like well, why, why bother quitting now? Damage done, right? <laughs> and um, it's not easy to quit. And I technically haven't quit nicotine, but I've quit smoking and I feel the benefits. And like, I think biologically, like my body is as if I never smoked unless I have some cancerous tumor waiting to get me. And I definitely haven't been to a doctor. In yeah, a I mean, years. I think they say it's always worth quitting. I mean, if, yeah. even if you have like three years left to live, but that's, it proves those last years. But that's years the positivity that like I thought I heard within uh, like, Less than a year, if as long as you didn't contract something fatal, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. your body will just like, oh yeah, it's it's good, you're fine. Yeah, like, I mean a lot of the a lot like your your risk for stroke and heart attack and that sort of thing goes down almost immediately, like within the first like month, right. I think goes down. Maybe not to where your it life was, your like, life before. improves within weeks of yes, stopping smoking. Exactly. Now, as far mm-hmm. as like cancer risk, I think mm-hmm. that takes a little bit longer mm-hmm. to you to for you to get back to the point. Of a I think I was speaking more of like the tar in the lungs, like yeah. the coughing and the inability to yeah. run. Like that's out of my body forever, and it's like it never happened. Yeah, well, you never get that lung tissue back. I thought you did. That's I what don't I read. believe that your lung tissue regenerates. Well, that was one of the things that wanted led me to quit smoking because mm-hmm. I was told all my whole life, like you fucked yourself up forever, you're done now. I'm like, well, it's been mm-hmm. 20 years. Why bother quitting? And then I was, I found this other study, like, no, nah, that's not necessarily true. Your body can bounce back and you can retrain it to be as if you never did smoke. And I, do, I certainly don't feel like I ever did. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, 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 here. Yeah, I don't know when the last time... If I cough, it's because I drank water wrong because I'm still <laughs> learning how to be human. Uh, <laughs> but it hasn't... Yeah, it just hasn't really ever happened. And it's such a, a great vice to be rid of a, among many other vices. Yeah, I mean... Next it, is pornography. I'm coming after you. <laughs> coming after you. It's just a... Uh, it's... 
really uncommon that I encounter it these days, I mm-hmm. feel like. I mean, I think in maybe 2002 in Florida is when they got rid of all the smoking sections in restaurants. They just threw that out. I believe it was right around there. But it's only, it's only restaurants in Florida, right? I think, yeah. I think Every it, state regulates their own. Yeah, I think in Florida what it is is if you make some proportion of your money from food, if you cross yes. this line, mm-hmm. then you can't have smoking If people there, so. are eating in there, you cannot yeah. force them to ingest smoke. I, I don't know where you could go to smoke uh, inside an establishment well, there's, there's that one pub we go to that I think yeah, there's, there's like a decade because there's, there's fucking smoke in yeah. it exactly. I always have to tell people there's that at like, least two bars in town that you can still smoke inside yeah there, there was some in San Francisco too and I believe their their loophole their law was generated around not patrons but you can't inflict secondhand smoke on your employees because allegedly right, that's exactly oh, what it yeah. was yeah. Yeah. secondhand mm-hmm. smoke is responsible for like sickness in like 500,000 Americans a year that's pretty mm-hmm. bad mm-hmm. Uh, unless you own the bar and if you haven't gotten to that, that episode of Nathan for you. No, um, I haven't. Well, it's a different loophole. Uh, if it's, you can still smoke indoors for theatrical purposes. So if everybody's, oh, no, you're right, you're right. If uh, everybody's so. part of a play. <laughs> I remember this now. You, you uh, saw it already? Yeah. Man, go on, guys, go on, go and tell No, no if, uh, if, if you're the people who own the bar, if everyone who works in the bar owns a part of the bar. So in San Francisco, there were like two bar co-ops. Where like if you work here, you own part of it, mm-hmm. so you're allowed to be subjected to secondhand smoke. It's a thing. It was right. it was a thing there. It was a thing. And oh, it, yeah, there's, there's still, still cigar you're, bars. You're gonna get someone to find a loophole. That's... Yeah, and there's still cigar bars. There's still yeah. pla- indoor places to smoke. I'm sure. It's just like, man, just thinking about sneaking into a country club we were never a member of to mm-hmm. get cigarettes from the machine and then going up to the pool and like ordering food in a pre-internet world. Like, what's your account number? Four one. Don't yeah, say sixty nine. Don't say sixty nine. <laughs> is that a niner? I heard. And like, yeah. it, <laughs> we, calling from a We did it for like two that. summers, like every day, like ordered on fake numbers and never got caught wow. while buying cigarettes. It was great. Good. It was great. Those rich people don't need their money. It was great. Yeah, it's a country club. No yeah. sympathy. Well, I mean, a lot of um, people who study public health have found that like these, what they call upstream solutions really help that that's the that's usually the best solution is these sort of upstream solutions that don't affect the consumer necessarily directly in the form of like taxes right, or banning no. things most of the time it they always do it convenient and making it inconvenient is mm. the best way to do it so like making it making you it where you can't smoke for that. anywhere i'm not thinking the nazis <laughs> false i will not um making it where you can't smoke anymore anywhere is a big thing and like well shoot what's I mean, the my, point mine then? was disneyland like Disneyland has like one designated smoking area, and even then, people like like you monster, yeah, you piece of shit. you piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. When this boat ride comes back, I'm gonna kick your ass <laughs> smoking around my kid like that. Uh, and that was that was my moment of like looking like a total piece of shit. Like I was in the smoking section, guys there with this kid, and like, dude, do you really like? Do you, I was can, like, can, yeah, can Fuck! you? Not? And like I'm like in the middle of the uck, and like he's right. Yeah, <laughs> he's absolutely right. I'm smoking around a bunch of kids. He's right. I'm wrong. My bad. Yeah. Uh, but that's that's smoking, everybody. Um, let us know your smoking stories because, like, I, I, again, I didn't realize, I, I, I never realized how old I've gotten. But when we've when I reflect on things like that about like how far we've, and when you think there's been no progress in the world, like smoking on a tobacco and cancer level, you might live to see the end of that. Mm-hmm. Um, that's possible. And that is progress, and that's a reason for optimism, uh, I, I suppose. Absolutely. In a, in a very terrible timeline that we're living in right now. Well, and the next chapter is mm-hmm. going to be something very interesting to watch it unfold, which mm-hmm. is this, these vaping and vaporing like laws. <laughs> what? <laughs> 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 what? 
I mean, they, they, the Jewel, I think, is the new thing, which is mm-hmm. owned by one of the big tobacco companies, I think. No, I'm against it. And a lot of harm reduction advocates are really excited about it because children are not smoking. It's but the, they are It's the drooling. only retweet I got from uh, Dr. Drew. It's the, oh, boy. <laughs> Dr. Drew, we're talking about L.A. banning vape, and it's like, I am, and I, I don't know, I'm older now. Yes, it's my filthy habit. I'm not proud of it, but I'm also, I'm sort of ashamed of it. But, uh, but it is a good alternative to smoking. And until we, I'm sure there's something bad in here that I'm not moderating well that will hurt me. Mm-hmm. But it's not lung cancer. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's what that's going to happen. And that's, it, that makes it a better thing. And this I- is a hard thing to kick. I mean, more than likely the fact that it's like make, making you feel so much better. It's mm-hmm. got to be something working in your favor, you know? It's got to be like a lot better than smoking I, cigarettes. There's no tar and all that stuff. I, I just imagine myself as an old man like, yep, you got elephantitis in one testicle because of, <laughs> of the vape. I'm like, ah, they got me. Yeah. They got me. <laughs> that testicle's got to go. It's too big. It's going to be something. <laughs> it's enormous. <laughs> uh, but I, I'm willing to accept that because the, the risk is so much better than cigarettes. Yeah. And it doesn't bother everyone around. It doesn't mm-hmm. negatively impact everyone around you either. Like, God forbid you have children. Like, please consider vaping. Yeah. Well, I mean, mm-hmm. I, if I'm around somebody that smokes, like, mm-hmm. nowadays, you can just tell so easily. I'm sure you always could, but I wasn't, I, like, I really couldn't. on the lookout for it. I couldn't. Then. Not until I stopped smoking a couple of years ago. I could not smell cigarettes. And yeah. now it's just, like, from from, I would say, like, two rooms away. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, it's I could tell where you've intense. been. I, I Just the casual, not... Casual contact, but like casual like proximity to somebody that is smoking, like mm-hmm. just I can smell it on my clothes, like mm-hmm. for the rest of the day, basically. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It smells like I've been at a fucking bonfire. <laughs> all I did, all I wanted to do was get a nice sandwich. Well, that has been laser time, everybody. Uh, thank you guys for joining us and talking about smoking for yeah. this long. Was yeah. this? Did this episode suck? I want you to let us know. Mm-hmm. I'll never do it again because I didn't. I Pun didn't do, intended though. I, what, <laughs> I'll never smoke second. again. No, never. Yeah. I'll never smoke again. I'm really glad I don't smoke anymore. It's yeah. like the only like I have very few things I'm proud of in my life, but I'm really glad I don't do that anymore. Yeah. And I, I maybe we can help some other people get past that decision too. Mm-hmm. This is not an advertisement for anything. I swear to Christ, that's just that the way I feel. Uh, but yeah, check it out more at lasertimepodcast.com. Leave a comment and let us know, man. Like I. Feel like I could have done more research into it. And I did. I have a bunch of notes that I didn't read, but they're all boring fucking news. I'm not John Oliver. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not gonna write a punchline for every sad statistic I give you. Uh, but but yeah, like there's no reason to keep smoking. It's just all evil. You have no yeah. idea how it's contributing. Like impoverty, like poverty all over the world. Is, yeah, is, you're, you're like the production a, of cigarettes is contributing to it. It's you're weird. Supporting a big evil business. Mm-hmm. A big nasty business, and and when they're losing this much money, they become even more evil. So there's mm. more reason to leave them behind. Mm-hmm. Uh, but with that, we will close out uh, Laser Time. Thank you so much for listening to us. Don't light it up unless it's weed. Uh, we'll see you next week. Bye guys. Winston tastes good like a cigarette should. Winston tastes good like a cigarette should. Winston gives you real flavorful, rich tobacco flavor. Winston's easy drawing too. Winston tastes good like a cigarette.